How's it going? My name's Joshua Clifton, and you're at the Youngblood Podcast. It was at a very young age that I, I thought there were probably other kids like me. Sure, I'd be a little different, maybe quite a bit different, but we'd probably have similar viewpoints, similar struggles, similar successes. But then sometimes you meet somebody and you go, that person and I have so much in common. The past couple of episodes, I talked to brothers in a band, guys I grew up with that feel like brothers. This is a guy that has become one of my best friends in just the past five, six years. And although we have such a similar background, in a lot of ways, we're very different. This guy I have so much in common with is my good friend Johnny Gore from the band Words. Now, he's also been in other bands, and we'll talk about that, like Least of These, Perfect Imperfect. He's one of the most talented guys I've ever gotten to know, and seriously, talents through the roof. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's talk to Johnny Gore.
You look like a young Zach De La Rocha, cool. which is the dream, right? For any young Hispanic creative. <laughs> sure. What's up? Welcome to the Young Blood Podcast. My name is Joshua Clifton, and I'm here with my good friend Johnny Gore from the band Words. What's up, dude? It's good to see you, buddy. We're gonna talk about um, your life as it unfolded into this creative that you are. So, but we're gonna talk about the music that got you there. Okay. Okay. So. What I normally ask people is, and I've asked you this before, and if people want to co- go see a different version, because what I love about this is I think we're going to go down a different rabbit hole, which is cool. Early on in this podcast, we did at least of these episode, which was like one of the longest ones I ever did. And you were the last of the four members that we went through this with, and we yeah. had to zoom through it. So this will be fun. All of us love music. If you're listening to this podcast, you love music. Most people like music. And but something happened where you wanted to quit being just a listener and you thought, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to create more of that. Do you remember a time where that was a specific moment? There's a whole bunch of them over the years, yeah. but I, I think I can remember the first one. All right. Do you remember those VHSs that was called like Kid Video? It was so they made up like a whole pop star who had like a band, and then they got turned into like cartoons, and they would go on these little. I think so. It was on like TV, and then you could get like the VHSs of them, and they would like yeah. they tried to like sell songs, and they had a couple music videos, and I think I remember this. You can find it's it all. Like a vague memory that I'm uh, like, like I never did it, but thought it was kind of cool, but never did it. You can find them online. I I hadn't seen them. I well, I, I saw them as kids. Somehow, my parents ended up getting us those, and I would watch yeah. them. And uh, a couple years ago, I, I was like, "What was that?" It was all just memories, and uh, I found huh. it, and it was really nostalgic to see. But uh, yeah, at the end of their little adventure, that was mostly animated, uh, and there would be they would do songs during it. But at the end of each one, they would have like their music video for a song that was probably on some radio station. And uh, there was one where they were like, it was like a rock song. Yeah. And they were just all playing. And there was a bunch of friends around all dancing. And I was just like, I want to do that. I like that. And my, really? I had a little red. And I'm little, by the way. This is like. Yeah. How old are you? Not even kindergarten. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, I had, about four, four. One of my other toys was uh-huh. a red shovel, plastic shovel. Okay. Yes. So that age. And uh, we stringed it up to kind of have strings yeah. on it. And I would watch those and, and play along with them. And you were just jumping around playing? Mm-hmm. You remember the British, the BBC Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah. Those were pumping around that time, too. So Man. those two were going. <laughs> what rabbit hole do we want to go down right there? Well, real quick, do you remember what kind of songs those were? Dude. That you were I, singing along with? I love Were they like licensed songs? like, Or were they their own Can you songs? pull up kid video on there? Kid video, yeah, I guess I could. Wow, we're gonna try this. Um, but um, so yeah, so that's pro- that's the earliest one. That's the earliest one. And then I just my parents were both musicians, and they played a lot. My dad was subbing as a worship leader at um at different places, or he was a worship leader somewhere, and then he was like making an album. So your parents were very musical. Yeah, and so I was always seeing it, but I remember like for some reason that kid video thing. Well, Googling kid video is so... So vague. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> that's Eric, by the way, everybody producing it. Is it K-I-D-D? Yeah, that sounds right. I found it. Found it. Nice. Airdrop it. Okay. 
Sick, dude. We're in the future. <laughs> I remember what the dudes from Hearts Like Lions, we were on tour, at least of these was on tour with them, and they showed me airdropping for the first time. And I was like, no way. My phone does that? Yeah, Let this is see. like some Captain Planet looking. Yeah, dude. It's the best. Holy crap. Or, uh, I mean, it was for me. I learned a lot about the Sphinx from one of those videos. Probably information about that uh, Graham Hancock Here's, here's just... some of the characters. There's Carla, The Wiz, Ash, Glitter, Toolbot. Yeah, dude. The Master Blaster. Watch this and listen to this. So, kid video. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Get out right there. What happened? Ay, ay, ay. We look like cartoons. You'll be my musical slaves forever. little adventures there then at the end of them oh man so see if you can find one of their music videos um while while i'm talking just because they should have their little but that inspired you huh yeah yeah because their whole like friends and a band hanging out i mean i started uh by seventh grade i was playing in a band and we were trying to write songs and we played a show and then uh they kind of all stopped well they were all eighth graders i was in seventh grade going into high school they all stopped but Kevin Dunlap had actually um, come and hung out at band practice and just like skateboarded in the driveway. And then he started a punk band and asked me if I wanted to play drums for that band. Okay, here. Yeah, Is that it one. You Better that Run? One. Yeah, it's that one. You Better Run. So I would play this and hold that red plastic shovel uh-huh. that my mom helped right. me string up to look like a guitar. This yeah. is Kid Video. It's two Ds, by the way, on Kid. Only one on video. And uh, no, your volume's all the way down. You probably don't have to have it even halfway. And you better run is what it's, uh, what it's called. Oh, it's the police. Jackson Simmons was actually the lead singer in this band. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they look a lot like this. That guy later on uh, founded Microsoft. <laughs> I went on a deep dive when I discovered all this again a couple years ago. Yeah. I forgot all the information I learned. Do you know, you're like a where are they now kind of situation? Yeah, I kind of went through it. So you remember uh, Mars music? Like, that's what Mars looked like back then. Yeah. This set that they're playing on. Which one of those, do you think any of them were... 
made it in like music or movies or whatever? I have no idea. I feel like when I looked it up, like they I feel like that guy actually did a lot of the. He seems like the actual brains of the operation. Exactly. Like that guy went on to be Jimmy Levine or something like that. But you, you remember know? when like the Ninja Turtles were putting out songs and like yeah. shows? It was, yes. it was yes. they were just doing weird crap. To, what was one of their? Songs? It was this happened so that Hannah Montana and all that yeah. stuff could um, find itself. Lizzie McGuire doing music. No, the Ninja Turtles did that one thing. Um, they did like a whole show. So yeah, this, all this right here, keep that solo there. Yeah, this was the beginnings of me being like, I want to be in a band, and that was awesome. Did he steal Carmen San Diego's trench coat? <laughs> uh, so the lead singer and, and the drummer definitely had a thing, right? In the cartoon, yeah, and then they, when when they had a slow song that was like a ballad, yeah. she would just be the face that he was like, oh, after right. for sure. So I didn't go this far into it for sure, but I do remember this. I remember the the. I had two on VHS, so I didn't have to wait to catch it on TV. Like the dark-haired just... fairy tale, a fairy. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, yeah. This one right that here, come back to me. That's the dramatic one. They have one where they're in, oh, like, geez. some weird, like... Look, that guy looks like he's about to sell you a Jeep. He huh? also looks 13 and 43, At right? the same time, right. <laughs> right. He does. Okay, that was a, that was a weird one. So okay. use as much of that as you want. But point being, that was the beginning of me going, I want to do... Uh, what was your question? I liked how you phrased it. From being a, just a listener, but being a participator. I want to start create, creating this, yeah. Well, then, well, after you started... When did you start thinking it was your own? We copy a lot when we're learning, right? But when do you think you start going, I'm doing something? Even if you weren't, you started thinking, um, I'm doing something. Probably like 10th grade. Okay. And what, what band was it that you were listening to that made you think that, that put you on that path? What record? What song? Uh, what piece of art? Let me think. Was it just the anthology? So you got to understand, video? I was I was writing my own songs really young. Right. Uh, I would say kid videos when I wanted knew I wanted to learn instruments and and be in a band. And funny enough, it was when Doug Funny had his uh banging on a trash can, yeah. drumming on a street line. That yes. episode, I went back to like second grade class and I was like, "Who's starting a band with me?" Right. That's when it was like, I have to start doing this now. And, if uh, they have, if that song exists on the internet, uh, internet, 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 I'm sure it's on YouTube it, right now. I'm playing it right now. It is on YouTube. I've watched it like once. It's a great months. song. It's happening right now. Bang it on the trash can. Bang it on the street light.
One little voice. What was the name of the band that was always on there too? Uh, the Beats. The Beats. The Beats. Yeah. <clears throat> That's great. Yeah, so that show kind of inadvertently really pushed music in that way for me too. And so I would just, I've always had a hard time paying attention in school. So I just, yeah. from like that Doug Funny episode, anytime I was bored in school, I was trying to write lyrics. Usually around that melody or, or some other song I liked because I didn't know how to, early years of making melodies are really boring. Right. And I wanted to write lyrics and be able to hum them. So I would just kind of like pick other melodies to like be writing lyrics to. Well, how old are you there whenever you first started? You said 10th grade, so. Okay, so yeah. So when it started to feel... Like your own. Like your own. Do you remember a record though? What year is that? Um. Okay, so The Sound of Animals Fighting had just dropped their first <coughs> like six song um, EP, I guess. Okay. And it was still like you had to get a copy from somebody because it was like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they maybe had a small run initially, maybe not. But uh what song? What song was so on their pure volume, they just had Pure Volume. One of the interludes, maybe, and then act two, the bow bow down, bow down, 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 down. You know the name of that song? Uh all is ash or the light shining through it, maybe.
I found them because of Blueprint Car Crash or vice versa. I loved how Pure Volume, we've talked about this before, but yeah. how Pure Volume would have like, find something like this and it wouldn't overwhelm you with a... Yeah, it was awesome. It really yeah. did a great job. It's honestly maybe did better than Spotify has done for me. I've been kind of disappointed in their like recommendations. I was listening to The Fall of Troy the other day and it did a suggested play and it was a Morgan Wallen song. I, oh, weird. and I was like, weird. where are you getting this information from? Dude, Apple Music is way better at suggesting music. That's true. I don't pay for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't let me use it for free. Exactly. <laughs> About that time, what band were you in? Okay, I was in a Perfect band called Imperfect. Realm of Refuge, which Realm was just of Refuge. in eighth grade, we were United Disaster. Right. We did that probably somewhere in the middle of ninth grade. We wanted to start being more mature. And we were just like angry, want to be anarchy punk rock uh-huh. as United Disaster. Anti flag, the casualties. Uh, so we one of those bands I'm playing right now. Anti flag or the casualties? Okay, do punk rock love by the casualties because okay. we. I was tell. I showed Eric the other the other night, and he thought it was our band. I was like, no, this is the big popular band. Yeah. <laughs> but the recording's so just grungy. Yeah. Um, that you would think it was us in eighth grade. Right. But anyways, we loved that we song. We all had we, those recordings, too. We matured as a band and still covered that song for a while just because it was so yeah. much fun. Um, yeah, so you, so I would say The Casualties, No Effects, um, Anti-Flag were probably the three that United Disaster as a whole really all, all connected on.
And then, like, I feel like at the time, they were only chasing safety hadn't come out yet. Yeah, that's what where you made the pivot. I think we found Thursday first. That's right. And then under oath, their only chasing safety was just more that direction. And so yeah. by like maybe the end of ninth grade, we were like, we want to do that now.
You know, you, you, you as a guitar player, you want to do something different too. Like a lot of the punk stuff was just there was just only so much to do there, and I wanted to. I was learning all this new stuff. Right. You know, Avenged Sevenfold, Waking the Fall, and that album. I, I what never, an interesting record. To I never wanted to be in a band like that. Although it showed up because that album was so cool. It showed up in, in our songs a little bit at, at times. That actually was, that record had a few songs on it that made you just want to be a guitar player yeah. and play with another guitar player back and forth. Yeah. It seemed like that, that volley would be fun. Yeah. Sonically. Um, maybe one of the only bands that's like made me want to do that. Made, made playing in a band feel like a video game. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. I guess. Um, just jamming. Yeah. Throwing yeah. it back and forth. I feel like the Mars Volta did that well, too. Mars Volta. But it would be like a it. trumpet player and him, exactly. and they'd be like scatting notes at each other. We all have lies. We all have secrets. Let's parade those who've been exposed.
this is going to be a weird left turn, okay? Did you have in your your music scene, did you have anybody that incorporated, a non-ska band that incorporated horns that was kind of rock and roll too, like sporadic rock and roll? Well, there was a billion Ernie's, and they were from Colorado. but A billion? A billion Ernie's. Ernie's. And, okay. and if you can find them online, they have a song called Stop Calling a Ska. And I love them. They so were much. amazing. They were one of the first, like, not national bands to come touring through our yeah. little DFW scene and that I remember seeing. And man, they just, they, you see them setting up and we're like, all right, cool, ska band. You know, we're all thinking that. And then uh-huh. they open up their set and he just goes, stop calling us ska. And then it kicks in and the horns are hitting. And you're like, oh my God. I was a big fan. It, when I was doing my Gathering My Thoughts podcast, I did a whole episode with their whole album just playing behind me. I have the album too. You would like it. A billion Bernies. A billion Ernies. I mean, it should have been 
Bert's. Right? Is it Bert and Ernie? Sorry. A billion Ernie's. I know. I got it. Yeah, Josh. Not Sesame Street. Um, I wasn't able to volley that back. I'm sorry. I got lost. That's so good. Um, That's awesome. That was a good left turn, by the way. Way to handle that one well. Um, What about uh, um, after that? So you you went from Realm of Refuge Mm -hmm. now. Sucks to say, doesn't it? Realm of Refuge. The, we it had does, a cool little logo. It is laboring. I hate bit. saying it. It's, no one ever got it first time. Hey, what band do you win? I'd have to I'd be like, Realm of Refuge. Realm, Realm of Refuge. Well, 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 well. yeah. Man, did you have any fans that had a lisp at all? Because that'd be rough. I feel like I feel like I feel like the R one would be a little tougher though. Yeah. The Whelm Whelm of Refuge. Yeah, I'm you know, so that glad that, that you did it. Not me, but I wanted to hear it. Dude, I mean, uh, I'm not. It's, it's a thing. You're not making fun of me. It's good. Yeah, no, I just hated always having to say it twice, and it felt not that cool, but we ran with it and rode rode that out for a while. And how long was that? Because when did Perfect Imperfect come in? That came in, okay, so yeah, so Realm of Refuge went through the school year of my sophomore year, and then through that summer, and then before our junior year started, my buddy Ryan, his family moved to New Mexico, and he was the lead singer in our band. So we thought about trying to keep it together, and then it just kind of fell apart, and and it, and it couldn't. And I spent all my junior year not in a band for the first time since like seventh grade, and that, it was a bad year. I gained weight. I I just got in. Oh, also the skate park that I had right. spent my whole upbringing in closed, and it was my first job. It was where I got to be a sponsored skater at. Right. Like I just had so. It was the hub also for for all of our friend group right what where'd you go after that like the allenscape well so the allenscape park opened and it was a free one okay and it was about 12 minutes from so everybody kind of migrated over there all that's the beginning of all the private parks and the dfw Uh closing was first allen and then they opened up the mckinney one maybe and then like frisco has one now everyone's got a free one which is cool but the private parks were fun because they were indoors and then wood instead of yeah. cement and outside. We never had one in Southern at all. So that's crazy. Yeah. We had the street. Um, yeah. Well, we had the option. Right. No, there you was could, park rats, street if, skaters. And then I kind of, a lot of us just kind of went back and forth. Yeah. So, so how long were you in Realm of Refuge? Sorry. That was uh, sophomore year, you said. Yeah, till the end of sophomore year. And, and then, then you started it perfect and perfect. Yes, my senior after, year. After you had that year. Yeah, um, basically me, Jason Hobbs, Zach Howard, and Andy Moore were hanging out like all a junior year. Right. And then realized, why don't we just... We have this. Because Jason had played bass in Realm right. of Refuge. Zach was the bass player in Realm of Refuge. Jason was getting... This is how kid we were. Jason was getting grounded too much. And so <laughs> we were like, dude... You can't be in the band. You can never make stuff, you know? So you, and so you can't get out of jail, so, so Zach joined. By Jason was a year older than me, so by junior year, he was a senior. And I guess by senior year, he was in his first year of... Yeah, he was in his first year of uh, Colin going to get the audio certification. Right on. And Anyways, that it took us a minute to realize we could start Perfect and Perfect. And then Perfect and Perfect, uh, what was the influence there? It was like under oath. Uh, no, by then it was more definitely the, the sound of animals fighting was when I veered off from what was going to be popular and more of the mainstream emo scene. Yeah. Like I hit that 
and then between that and the Mars Volta, then the Fall of Troy. I really liked that being weird stuff, and so I started going that direction a lot. So uh-huh. I didn't follow. You just started to explore. Yeah, I started to explore. That's what you did. So I feel like the. Uh, I think you're still exploring. Here's a good way of putting it. So like when when everyone thinks Silverstein got good, right? And like Cove was in Seos, and I was checked out from a lot of that, and started just trying to find weirder stuff. And I feel like I, re- I almost wish I would have been more open-minded or maybe maybe it's because you had to buy cds back then and right. so it was harder but there's a whole part of what i feel like all of us reminisce that i kind of missed some of the like we came as romans see you and i are in the same i was out by then yeah there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that people seem to love at that time yeah like You're even a day to remember these, even silverstein by the time that band was on the scene i was kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine. Yeah. Not that I didn't like that stuff. I mean, a lot, I would hear songs I liked, but it was just I was just exploring soul. I was actually going down a rabbit hole of going back t- to oldies. Yeah, dude. Movie. That that junior year for me, yeah. I spent a lot of time listening to John Coltrane. Yeah, yeah. There or you like go. the album leave for Boards of Canada. Yeah. And then um, Miles Davis. I did a little. Yes, Miles that's Davis. when I got my yeah, first yeah, Miles yeah. Davis one. Yeah, it's almost like that time for me. And so this is 2006, by the way, junior year for me. That's great, because about that time for me is whenever I started hanging up that. You know why? It's because everyone on MySpace got really embarrassing. And yeah. and it was the it started to become the opposite of what we, I feel like when we were growing up, the cool dudes were like, you don't try to be cool, you're just cool. Right. And anything that was trying too hard was lame. Yeah. And as soon as you had to take a picture of yourself in a mirror and post it on, upload it to the thing, you were trying too hard. And I yeah, feel like there's right. a whole movement of the music scene that took off in that. You probably checked out sooner than I did, but definitely by Attack Attack, I checked out. I was like, that is not. About that time, I'll me. tell you, I'll be the, I'll actually, I'll be honest here. I, I was probably still wanting those bands' attention at that time. Because I was, I, I'm doing the math now, and I was still in like an emo band. I was like in a Taking Back Sunday Saves a Day kind of band. And I was a lead singer up until about 2008, maybe 2009. But about that time, I didn't really listen to the Attack Attack. We played a show with them and like other bands like that that were on their way up or whatever, or maybe they were playing something that we got to jump on. Yeah, I remember over. the Devil Wears product coming yeah, through. Yeah, stuff Daddy's like that. And- but um, but I was always the one that didn't really know who they were. Uh, I was just, because I was either stuck in my old stuff, like going into the old oldies and stuff like that, or I liked one or two bands that were like that, and, that, and then that was enough for me. Mm-hmm. If that makes that sense. That was probably it for me. I probably just yeah. said that these are, like Under Oath, Because I, I had felt already like you still followed, to. you kept following me without you. Yeah. Right? Like bands like that, you would follow them along, but it's almost like we collected enough of that kind. Mm-hmm. And then I, I wanted, to, I'll still hold on to those, but I'll, I want to go somewhere else. Yeah, that's basically it yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, and maybe that's part of the maturity is like you, you learn how to love what you love and 
and know when it's enough. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe for some. Yeah, I, I, for me, it was just there were certain things that were just not not cool i feel rude saying it that way but no like, i feel i feel you for sure the crab core was embarrassing dude oh yeah that was embarrassing i just yeah i was for sure out on that i, I, I don't know I why thought, I, I thought that was a joke to be honest with you and i know there's kids who love it now and they're all in their nostalgic phase th- thinking back on it still loving it and i'm glad because i have my version when you played punk rock love earlier that's uh-huh. my version right yeah so I just yeah yeah we all have to have that you can't help it but sometimes think about what our kids are gonna go back to two lefts don't make a right and listen to the lyrics and and think like that's that's silly and adorable and we all have our versions of that but the the crab mine was value pack or mxpx like they're pop punks like do your feet hurt because feet hurt I'm joining GSF yeah 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 girls suck foundation yeah Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hilarious yeah, we all had that version of Okay, so who doesn't on a cell phone? Who brought back their permission slip? Because I know nobody wants to stay home while the rest of us go out and make a day of it. Cause theme parks are so much more fun when the sun's outside. Till 8 o'clock comes around Okay, so Who doesn't own a cell phone? Well, I don't need To ask my friends Because I know Mine was just on my chalkboard Thanks to all Those nights and weekends Cause theme parks are so much more fun When the sun's outside Just what's wrong with me is chapstick and chap lips and things like chemistry. Chapstick and chap lips and things like chapstick and chap lips and things like chapstick and chap lips and things like chemistry.
uh, and we all had to go there. We all had those bands, that same recording you talked about, like uh, the casualties, where it sounds like we we recorded it or as our first band or whatever. We all have those steps for sure. What uh um from there, perfect and perfect. Okay, and so just to be fair, with perfect and perfect at that point, we're kind of like a wannabe um Acidies Burn, Fall Choice, Sound of Animals Fighting. Right. You know, that's we're um, we're all trying to really expand more with pedals and sounds and, and do different things. Uh and that band played Cornerstone. Yes, 2008. We got yeah. picked up by the Cheryl Agency and she had a handful of bands that I feel bad that I can't remember all of their names, but I know one of them was called the Elliot fight or something like that. Uh, the sub seven. Yeah. It was his vote. The, the vocalist new band. And I loved sub seven when I was younger. And so I was stoked to get to, um, play show. Yeah, Kalen was sure. here. Kalen remembers. Right. But yeah, so the Cheryl agency saw us play and then was like, I'll manage you guys. And we were like sick because I didn't even that wasn't even on my checklist yet. Never ever something got a pretty cool though, and I don't want to be one of those like make a vision board and it's gonna happen right. thing. But when Perfect and Perfect started, we'd been hanging out all of us for junior year, and then finally realized let's let's just do it. Jason's not always getting grounded, and right. we have all the things we need. Zach, who was playing bass in Realm, Realm of Refuge, was an amazing drummer and also guitar player. He's amazing. Right. He has a band called Daggers, so go check them out. Daggers, yeah, two G's. Oh, no, they That's changed cool it. It's snuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say how Daggers is such a cool I name. I think they just, there's probably like 20 bands named Daggers, and I think it became an issue. Yeah, there's no band called Snuff or a part of the internet you should avoid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they're really good. Anyways. Um, Look them up. Google so them yeah, name. we had our first band practice at the beginning, like somewhere in the summer before senior year. We wrote down, like, what do we want our goals for this year to be? Yeah. And, like, immediately, Zach Howard was just like, I'd love to play Cornerstone next summer. And I was like, dream it. Let's do it. <laughs> and we wrote it down. And so then we were like, so what would all have to happen for, for us to, us do to that, even right? be able to do that? And then we kind of just worked backwards. That's great. Reverse engineering. And, that uh, kind of thing, man. It, it, we, but we didn't have, like, get a manager. We just, uh, I think. Make a connection. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like that. But this lady at the time was, she got us to play on the Encore 2 stage, which That's was cool because awesome. I got to play on the stage under the tent that all the videos. That was 2008? Yeah. Wow. The Chariot played that, uh, that awesome. night. Or, no, Me Without You, the night, the day I played on that stage, Me Without You headlined that night. That's so or maybe the Chariot didn't after Me Without You, but I just remember being so, so, so I was there at away. that festival. Yeah, it was yeah. when Chariot lit everything on fire and like, just like. Threw everything into the crowd. I remember yeah. seeing a kid running by with like a pedal and another kid was like, I got That's a part great. of the face. That's so cool. Yeah, man. We really made our own little world there at Cornerstone, didn't we? Um, so 2000, you said eight, nine? That was the summer of 2008 when we went to Cornerstone, yeah. And then did you play the next year? No, dude. I, uh... I had this weird thing, and I'll just be honest. There's not a lot of times where I feel like I verbally heard anything from God. And I don't know what this is about, but I, we were playing on stage at Cornerstone, our set, and it was awesome on that stage. In 2008. Yes, because I'd never heard my guitar amp that loud, you know? So yeah. I remember when I was like sound checking, like, oh my God, I I'm can't. 18 and I'm doing that. Right. And we're playing our set, and I just had this thing hit me in the middle of our set that was like 
after this, go home and start helping with the worship at church. And I was like, what? And I was always in the worship at church, but you knew. I don't know if that was really what it was or, or, or what. All I know is I probably wouldn't have gone to college had I not done that. So on the drive home, I told the guys, I was like, I might not be able to do this band anymore. I think I need to shift some. Interesting. Some stuff, some stuff around. And so I remember my last show was in like October of that school year. I went to college for a little bit, still being in the band, but I knew I was going to stop. And I was really sad. I, 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 I sometimes think maybe I shouldn't have, but I think it would have just prolonged other stuff that everyone, right. Andy went on to be an amazing luthier in Utah and he built, he's like cuts a tree down and makes a whole violin, cello and all that Holy stuff. Crap. And That's so cool. I just feel like every, there's, everyone was going to be moving on and I was just the first to have to jump ship, but learned a lot and it was a lot of fun doing that. You came home and you did, you started working with your worship team Yep. or whatever. How long until there was a new band? Until I finished college. Really? So, how yeah. many years? So four years? Yeah. Did you play? It was the longest. You only did worship? Uh, no, I did shows and would fill in with people and stuff. I played a show with Tadashi. Oh, okay. That was cool. I yeah. played guitar for this rapper for a while That's and he so opened cool. for Tadashi. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then was it Least of These next? Yep. Like right when I graduated. Tell that story about how you got in that band. Uh, so I'm going, I'm going to recording funny. school with Zach Kirkendall and he's like, dude, I'm recording this band called Lisa. These are really cool. You should check it out. And so he's showing me kind of his recording phase with Lisa. These then later I see online that chase record is yeah. in Lisa. These and I was like, oh, no way. Yeah. And, uh, great dude. I like him. So I text him a few months after I graduate. This is a few months into the summer of 2012 and they're on their way back from Cornerstone. and having a falling out with their other a guitar player and singer in their band. Uh-huh. And I just happened to text Chase. I said, hey, dude, you're and I, I want to be in a band again. I'm, I'm done with school. I'm ready to do something How long like have you wanted to be in a band again since this? Probably the whole time, but you knew that you wanted to start looking. Like as soon as I was done. Yeah. As soon as I was done with school. Yeah. And, uh... Hey, kudos for you having the discipline and not try to... I mean, for that... Whole well, college. I tried to be in Fire at Will for a little bit. I thought maybe I could uh-huh. balance that out, and then they kicked me out. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, what band? Fire at Will. Fire at were Will. were awesome. Really? Yeah. What kind of music was that? Punk? Uh, like, um, Sounds Maylene, like a punk band. More punky Maylene than the Sons of Disaster. Oh. Yeah, it was amazing. There's a song you can play if you want to do it. Yeah, Fire you at Will. You can find it. Um, what was it called? Uh, shoot, I'll, I'll shoot it for yeah. you. But they, they were cool. But... um. I missed like one band practice and then I never got to go back. Oh. There's more to that story. I don't want to do it here with the yeah, stuff, it. stuff. But it's it's kind of wild. And <laughs> it's funny. I, I'll tell you this. I was like, hey guys, we should like try to book a show, maybe set some goals and stuff yeah. like that. And I, that rubbed some people the wrong way. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. It's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it's weird. I was caught off guard too. But anyways. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I thought we'd play out. Nah. So that was man. like so, so like two years later. So maybe I did my first two years of college, tried to do that. Yeah. And then finished the last year or whatever. But um And then you're in uh, the whole Lisa thing. Uh, yeah, Lisa so I text thing. Chase, hey dude, Lisa these is awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, let me know if you ever need three guitar players, two drummers, two bassists, or someone to play spoons. Perfect. And uh, just trying to be clear, like, dude, I'd love right. to be in your band. If it ever happens, let me yeah. know. And I'd filled in for his band, Dear Creator, in the past, which was a like a like like metal. Yeah, and it was super fun. To he was a frontman. Um, right. Or there was a band. He was, he was the frontman front of right? a metal band, yeah. and then he was in Dear Creator playing bass. Yeah. And now he makes great coffee. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. He's also a. Um, he like teaches a cooking class somewhere. Oh, that's awesome. Like legit, which is cool. But yeah. so so um, least of these, you're now in least of these. Yeah. So you he are, texts me back and goes, yeah. "Hey, dude, no joke, like." That might be a possibility right now. And then he called me like that night. We talked about it. Went and met up with the dudes. Had a couple of practices and... Made a t-shirt that said, can I be in your band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that after like two practices, they were going to have decided. Yeah. And so I wore a shirt under a hoodie that said, check yes or no, can yeah. I be in your band? And then I took it off. And one of the columns. <laughs> TJ's checked brother yes. checked it. Do you remember that from the freaking yeah. 10 years ago podcast we did? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that's great. And then it's eight years. Yeah, it was 2014. Is that right? Yeah, that's crazy. That was that long ago. That's so weird. That's weird. Okay, sorry. And so I had been in least these for like two years at that time. At that time, what's funny is the rest of the story I'm a part of. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Up to that moment, I'd been just young Johnny. Yeah, and now you and I are friends. We're acquaintances at this point. Um. I consider us friends, but you know, um, you leave Nashville when you do this podcast eight to nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And where do you, how long are you guys a band again? We don't cross paths until audio feed later on. I, no, 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 no. Yeah, we play. Right. No, we. I, I run into you again at a show that we went back somewhere. It wasn't quite Nashville, but we went out to Tennessee somewhere to play some show. That's right. It was, the Ember uh, Days and the Walking Tree were there. We were always were an unofficial it. come and live band when you guys played in Nashville. Yeah. Raven Hill. So was, it was a come and live thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You played like eight of those things. You know what's crazy? Come and live started Cornerstone 2008. And like their first band uh-huh. to sign was uh, gosh, I liked them so much. So Long Forgotten. So Long Forgotten. So good. Yeah. yeah and but, So Save Me too. There was another band called So Save Me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we knew all those guys. Yeah.
And, and Sons, Sons, we were labeled. So Long Forgotten was the first band I saw at Cornerstone 2008. Like, by the way, day one. Time out. So Long Forgotten, Sons, and So Save Me were all on Come and Live. Yeah. And they all start with an SO. Interesting. You think they alphabetically, they're just picking up as many bands as they could? Started, no. Started there? Okay, just checking. That is interesting, though. Yeah. There's a lot of SOs. Um, they were the first band of 2008. They're, they're, they had a Come and Live band. Is that what you meant? I'm pretty or, or, or sure section? So Long Forgotten was the first Come yeah. and Live band. That's a good band. dude. And I remember being like, that would be amazing to do something like that. And then Come when, and Live when, was a cool... When I hopped on Lisa these, they were already a Come and Live band. And so I was just like, no way. Yeah, now yeah, I'm I doing a Come and Live thing. Yeah. Um, you know, in the Under Oath, they're only chasing safety um, DVD. Yes. You see them having barbecue outside of uh, Chad Johnson's house. Yes. And they're all chatting. Yes. Least of these got to do that. We got to That's go awesome. hang out with them and do that. And I remember being like, dude. So I peaked real early is what I'm saying. A lot. I set my goals. I don't want to say I didn't set them big, but I mean, compared to someone who's like, I want to win a Grammy and yeah. play giant stadiums. I kind of had my small little scene and was like, I would love to get to do these things. And, and you I, got to do them. I'm really glad I got to do them. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I felt like, well, I'm, I'm happy that you got to do that. I felt like I got to do that. I will be honest. There was some parts of me that thought, felt like I was doing it adjacent because of my friends' bands, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was just a good hang. So I was always with them. And then, uh, and it wasn't until later that I got to do it, do, do it my, my way, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it was always cool to think that like, okay, I can get here. If he got here, I can get here and everything. And just took me a little. Dude, when we played So What Fest last year, and we played right outside of the stadium. Yeah, how cool is that? That that it was cool. It would have been cool to be right inside. But that picture I took of the stage being right as close to being <laughs> inside the stadium as possible, I had to take it because I was like, "This is an amazing metaphor for where I'm at." And my exactly, <laughs> always got so close in yeah. my career. It's just like ah, yeah, right, it's there. right, scratching right there. Please let us in. Dude, I heard Little Image in Kroger today. What? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, isn't that cool? 
Yeah, you. I like when I hear of a local band doing really. I was like, you no the way. Was? The one they're pushing hard right now. Yeah. I saw an ad for it on Hulu too. Like they That's had a little, an ad of their music video on it. That's awesome. If they're about to go on tour with the Colony House, so that's probably uh, whatever sense. they've got. Yeah. They're pushing this right now, but that's they're so great. good at it. Colony House is good too, man. I like them. They're cool. Okay, so you're in least of these until when? When is this? Uh, it's that cornerstone that we played at and talked. That's where I met Eric. Audio What's feed. up, Eric? Sorry, the audio feed. So, hey, Eric, while you're here, what year is that? If you remember, is that the summer of 2017? Sure. Summer of love. Probably. I don't know. Can you uh, Google when the Wolves EP came out? Because it was that right. It was that yeah. summer. Yeah. So least of these goes through a. a a few band member changes over the time. Uh, uh, yeah, 2017. I have a picture of my in my mind of you guys standing outside of of the audio feed stage area in the grass. You had your wives with you. Who all was there? Haley was there. Yeah. Allison was there, and Bradley Hathaway just went with us for fun. Right, and then Eric. Eric was there. Well, yeah, yeah. Who's in the band? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I know. I meant like who all. Oh, was sorry. Uh, sorry. TJ Ryan Bentley. Eric yeah. Jones, uh, me, that's the band, yeah. and then Allison and Haley and Bradley. I just remember 
Fun uh, crew. That was the that one was of the fun funnest time. summers. And I have a vivid picture Most of you fun. guys standing out there and just going, little did I know that we were going to, I knew you guys. Yeah. I had guys, known you for a while now. We'd right. run into you each other. You had hit me up about maybe getting on that, right? Probably. That's what it was. I got you on. Is on that how we got on yeah, there? Yeah. Thanks, right. dude. Yeah. I forgot about that because I remember saying to Luke, hey, you ever heard of the band Least of These? They're really good. He goes, I love Least of These. I was like, can you get them this to play? And he goes, yeah. And you were like, awesome. It was like one of the most baller moments. I remember going. Yeah, you got a you song quick. Me, I remember and that. And it was within like an hour or so. I had you an answer with the guarantee. And I thought, this is what I want to do for my friends. This is this. That's the best feeling. Yeah, it that's was the awesome. Best Thank in the you. World. Yeah, it hasn't happened a whole lot since then. Like that's like one or two times that that worked out so well. Um, other times it's taken weeks, <laughs> but stars align. That's what yeah. Ryan Bentley used to always say about Memphis Mayfire because you know he was in Memphis Mayfire. Right. They blew up, and I used to be like, so what is it? What did y'all do? Is there any kind of like strategy I had or whatever? And he was really helping on like that whole when luck meets preparation thing. Right. Like we had a good album. We were hustling and, and things just seemed to cross a line at the right time and they pop. Yeah, that's awesome. So that year was the last time that was at the last of the. Yeah, it kind of sucked how it happened. But like May, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. May of 2017, we released the Wolves EP. Which was our first self, like completely, we right. tracked it. Eric and I were in my house. And if you want to hear in depth about what everything was, uh, what went down with you guys and labels and weird stuff and all that stuff with with least of these before that, the story that you can go listen to that least of these um, episode because it's so good and we go deep into all that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But Red Cord Records and all that stuff. Really? Yeah. I would have timelined that before. So that's great that that's there. So now yeah. we can. Yeah. I believe. Didn't we talk about that? If not, we talked about it. We might have. On I... the Hive. Maybe that's where we talked Maybe about it. Maybe that's how I know so much about it. Put it in the reference notes. We'll yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah. 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 But either way. Uh, uh, but it kind of fizzled out in May, you said? Uh, we released the Wolves EP in May, which I was oh. super proud of because we made it ourselves from the, yeah. the ground up, it felt. And Zach Kirkendall mixed it. And uh, Troy Glessner. Yeah, that's his name. That's his name. He mastered it. He's awesome. I said that's a name. I don't know who that is, but I, I'm sure I've never said his last name out loud, so I'm not sure. Glessner. No. I've read it a bunch. Yeah. But, but anyways, he mastered it. And uh, I was super pumped. Eric and I were super pumped and proud of it. We right. CD release show. Everything's going good. Do that summer. Go into audio feed. It was going great. And then a bunch of personal stuff and it kind of... Well, life happens. It's, the it way, hits all of us. Honestly, the only way we could have gone out at that time, I think, would have been for the wind to be taken, you know, like, or I don't mm -hmm. know what the express, the metaphor I'm trying to... The wind to pick up, basically, and take you, right? Yeah. That's a good way to say it. It came to a, a screeching halt because one of the pretty much 90% of the business side, scheduling, touring, booking, everything was done by the, the person who was having a uh, family falling out. And I had never paid attention to any of that. And right. so it became very much, if Lisa these sticks around, it's me, Eric, and Ryan Bentley trying to figure out what to do. So I panic and just start writing. Right. I was like, here's how I can help. So I just start writing. But without technically feeling the pressure of having to co-write as a group, I just started 
fleshing out demos a lot further than I ever had. And then I don't know if Eric, if you remember this, but there was like one night me, you and Kaylin were talking on like maybe group chat. I was living in Sherman. Uh-huh. We were talking on a conference call and I was outside and they basically were like, if you just wanted to do this as something different, we'll play guitar for you. Yeah. And, and that's and when... that's when I was like, well, maybe, maybe we can just do that. And that way, if Lisa these pulls through later, we can do what we do there. Right. And we we That's always still an option. Yeah, right? it's we've tossed it around and stuff. Yeah, yeah I remember uh with words in general, um there was like that half one foot in, one foot out kind of feeling. Cause I think we were both working at Guitar Center. Right. And we would be, uh, you would be showing me a demo and we'd yeah. be talking about it. And you'd bring up like, you know, this could be a lease of these or maybe something else. And me and Kalen, I think we've even talked about it in the freaking uh, manager's office in the back where we, you know, counting the register and stuff. We would talk about this kind of stuff there too a lot. Um, yeah, that's true. I, that was like, because the that's day was over. That was such a good good yeah. rush, counting your register down. The day's over. Yeah. We did it. And so you, you started working on word stuff then. Yeah. In your head. Yeah. So so release my, I don't want to say my favorite least to these album, but the one that I Me- felt like took the most work for us. Right. We weren't going to have any help, you know. For the 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 change will come album we did a kickstarter for sixteen thousand dollars in 60 days right and it happened right i couldn't believe it and then we got to just just from there it was just do everything we had to do put that out and start touring all the time and that yeah. was a blast and then red cord records happens we get to do the mirror image thing and we get sold to pando right pando didn't really do anything and mirror image takes for, forever to come out and i feel like that was kind of one of our first busts of momentum that took a, uh, wind out of your sails in a lot right yeah that yeah that's the that took the wind out of our sails for sure yeah so then we start uh hustling um without thinking that pando's going to do anything for us it was a one album with the option and what we made sure was in the contract was we want say over the option because you know sometimes right. it can be they pick we were going to do a second one whether you want to or not. Right. We made sure, like, let's both be happy with this. Yeah, both has to be unanimous. And, and we were not happy with it. They had another band that's, uh, I don't want to say not good. It wasn't necessarily my style. But they were doing real well. And they were a small label subsidiary of uh, Warner, I think. Mm-hmm. And they were just putting all their money in, in that one. Because that was the type of rock band that could have, like, a Disney thing. And that band and was I don't know the how. Jonas Brothers. No, it wasn't. I don't know how we got picked up over it in that transition, mm-hmm. but maybe he, whatever. But uh, yeah, so the Wolves EP comes out and it feels like we did it. We're back to DIY and we're yeah. doing it. And then it just kind of came to an equipped abrupt thing. So I, I think I just panicked and kept writing. And then through a long phase of sending demos with Eric and Kalen, this happened. Use whichever version of that you want. The the uh, the one I said a second ago, or when I just repeated myself entirely oh, and said it all over again. Nah, I just right. realized I kind of was trying to help clarify it, and I just said it all again. Nah, that's great though, because you did a very good, quick version of the red cord thing. In case someone doesn't uh, want to have to go, back yeah, and try to find it. Well, there you, you know, go. You did a good job. Uh, you did. You wrapped it up ni- nicely. Whenever you started thinking about words, um, what were you listening to? That's funny. Okay, so uh, one thing to know about the Trees EP in general is my wife was pregnant. So I wrote the first words demo 
before that audio feed as a possible future lease of these demo. The okay. one that that we, you got right. us on. Yeah. And I remember showing it to everyone on the thing. We all knew this is, this is different, different for lease of these. Um, and so I, I, I guess I kind of knew like, eh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Right. But we come back from audio feed and then like a few days later, I find out Haley's pregnant. I'm going to have my first kid. So to me, that album sounds like I found out I was going to be a dad. It's Interesting. Because it's the opening lines, who am I in this life or the others? Yeah. I'm just thinking like, who am I going to be? Who am I to myself? Who am I to everyone else? I'm about to have to be a father. Who am I going to be to this child? And then I feel like all the songs on that EP minus the opener are like five to seven BPM too fast. And I think you can hear the my anxiousness of like, right. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to do this again when I become a dad. And right. so I was like hustling, writing those songs. It's the last like full download of music I've had. And uh, I miss it. I don't really get those right. anymore. But dude, I, I could it, that whole album felt as if I had opened a door or tuned into a radio station where it already existed. And I just knew. Eric was like, hey, at one point I had like five tracks and he was like, hey, you need one that maybe just that could be our opener. And and I was like, oh, okay. I see what you're going for. And then I just like went and made it and I loved it. And I feel like right. now whenever I have a, I want a thing that's like this and I go make it, I don't like it. I kick it around. I send it to you guys. And now it's been two years, you know? Yeah, you wrote, you wrote Wake in like eight minutes. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Because I, I was like, something needs to like hit strong. And literally, like, over the course of the day, he just sent me, he's like, like, this question mark and sent the file. And it was basically wake. And I was like, That's dude, awesome. yes, exactly this. But to answer your actual question, funny enough, I was listening to, like, the La La Land soundtrack. Um, I listened, I did listen to a lot of the Fall of Troy. I remember that. I was living in Sherman. A lot of my long drives, my Volkswagen had no a uh, AC, remember? I remember that. It was summer. Yeah. It was hot, and I would just crank the Doppelganger album. I felt so bad for you during those hot summer days. Yeah, it was two of them. I went two summers. Yeah, and they were hot. It was funny. I was checking out early episodes of the Hype Podcast today, yeah. uh, trying to get inspired to do this again. And I mentioned how I missed an episode because I said, and I said, my car only has a couple more drives left, and I've got to use them wisely. I was so right, because it blew up on the highway a little bit later. <laughs>
uh, like the La La Land soundtrack. La La Land soundtrack. Um, which I think you can totally hear and repeat. It's maybe too much, but not. I think it's fine. Uh, Repeat the final one. I mean, La La Land soundtrack. Uh, Sebastian and Mia's motif. Oh, interesting. Don't play that. I like. I like whenever you take something like that and make it what you made it. Like that's completely different. I think that's yeah, and I'm glad it that because when you're the one who does it, you feel like the the through chord is too strong. No, but yeah, that's great. I can't wait to compare those. That's good. I also didn't want to. I do that all the time. By the way, I do that. Sorry, I just jumped in. Go ahead. But like sometimes a song, like a famous song or whatever, will inspire me to make my version of that. And in reality, you would never see the comparisons unless I pointed them out. And that's what I like, too. Like, um, like for instance, uh, uh, just for an example. Blurred lines in that Marvin Gaye song. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what him and Pharrell were thinking. Yeah, it's that's dead on. Yeah, that's it's like uh, Lena Del Rey with her Radiohead one. That yeah. one's just like, really? It's Y'all were just crossing your fingers yeah. on that? of like oh that's cool how in a song they stop change tempo completely and take over the song a different way and i just think that's cool that's i think that's what we're supposed to do right it's supposed to invoke us to try our version of that yeah i just almost think you know with like a baby you make a, a sweet sound at it and it makes the sound back right i think there's just something in us that it's an echo that Re- we're keeping repeats beautiful alive. things, and we also want to create. And familiarity feels good uh, in a yeah. way, and and you just unintentionally. I mean, there's things where I'm tempted to like, like uh, the opener for the Wolves EP, the least of these things. Right. That melody I took from August Rush. It's a little bit different rhythm, but I wanted something beautiful, <laughs> and and that that uh that. That they used a little motif in August Rush, I just thought was so cool. There's a few lines in that movie that are just unreal. It's kind of a silly movie, but there's a Robin Williams, of course, he delivers a line or two in there that for me, uh, I I, I wish I had it to pull up, Uh but. It's it it talks to me the way I like to be talked to about the universe and music, and Robin Williams has them, and then they're like doing that motif. And right. So that imprints, and then later I'm trying to write something that feels like that, and you just kind of go, okay, well they do it with the little piano or whatever they use. I was like, I'll just put a lot of, I'll change the rhythm a little bit, use the same notes, and put a lot of uh, yeah, reverb and delay on it. Well, it's funny you talk about like that, those notes, or even it's crazy we can still write music and feel like it's original a little bit, right? Like, uh, like because. Because sometimes a melody or or uh, maybe I'm being too introspective. There's a, something about like, I'll write a song and it feels completely mine. But I would be foolish to think that that's something new. Like even, we were probably 
hundreds of songs written in that day with the same chord structure that I just made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same kind of topic and probably the same uh, ballpark, the same amount of structure and everything. And it's just crazy that I can put that out there and still get fans with it. Like still maybe even move some people, blow someone's mind and like, ah, they're the, I can't. I, well, dude, it's, there's it entire again. YouTube channels dedicated to guys reacting to a breakdown, and it's like they're just different that's rhythmic. Crazy. You're right. Things, and so that's that's what's so funny about the subgenre expansion, and just it showed how it's it's it, it's like uh, someone goes, "I really like that thing." Yeah. Give me as a million versions of that thing, and yeah, I will just love do. it. The Midwest emo. Right. revival that's happened right now and uh it then breakdowns like there's this guy i follow and he just reacts to and i don't even think he's being genuine it's just kind of funny to hear i'm getting an update on all the new bleh breakdowns right. so it's anybody's going bleh. and that's then he re- he goes oh my god and yeah I, dubstep dudes are where i saw that first and not on video it was just being around james and some of his friends they were the first people who reacted the way people do in reaction videos to yeah. like drops and stuff, they would react like interesting. Because I'm I I have been learning about dub stuff for a while from James, and I had to grow to like it. And millennial trash, by the way, if you yeah. want to check out the drummer James. for words is way more successful at his own EDM project, and it's millennial trash, and he's yeah. amazing. You should check it out. He's about to do a Texas tour with Ace Aura. Yes, and so go look at his social medias and do that. Yeah. The album I have on my phone is an old one and uh, he's had tons of singles and they collab with other sure. people so it's a lot of singles with other stuff. Should get him on here. Yes, you should. Well, as we're closing, what are you listening to now? Um, Sounds of Animals fighting a lot. Enter Shikari? No, 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 no. no. Let me see. I was see. trying to guess. Uh, so I would say the, the last little bit Enter Shikari but um, and the last little bit being the last, like a, the last couple of years, but currently this past month or two, what I've been listening to, Porter Robinson. Okay, yeah. And like Marvin Gaye. Nice. My son loves him, and we went like a really long time with this one CD in the car, and he loved it, and so we took it out and took a break, but it's I put, I threw there. it back in. So what song is in your head when you think of Marvin Gaye right now? Well, I think "Ain't No Mountain High Enough" is the greatest oh, song ever right. written. Really? Yeah. That's how we're going to end this podcast. They ain't no mountain high enough. It's just, it's a dream. Everyone, every instrument's arrangement is it's having so a freaking blast. And yeah. then their chemistry singing is unbelievable. I wish it didn't fade out so soon. I also noticed a lot of his songs, they just went like, they, all they right. They fade quick, don't they? Yeah. yeah. It's because, I guess, the radio at the time back then. You sure, right?
Well, thanks for being here, man. And we'll do it again, obviously, soon. We should do it often. This whole episode is bookended with songs that you've put out with words. And uh, you can find him everywhere you get your music. More music's coming. Yeah. I need a download. I haven't had a download in a while. I got hit with uh, automation and hopscotch. Actually, to speak, not to drag this out any longer, but to speak to what we were talking about earlier with the whole like feeling like you're inspired by this, you make a thing and you you don't it. Hopscotch started off, I felt like I was writing a Modest Mouse song. So just think about that because it sounds nothing like it now. Right. But it kind of came from a feeling like a Modest Mouse thing. And that's kind of a fun part of the process. Yeah, I could break down like... I think it's so much fun whenever you start breaking down a song. It's like, even the origin of the song. Because all of us were inspired by something, probably. Uh, we could probably pick a song and go, oh, yeah, I start. I got that first riff because I was listening to X Band and that one part in this song that made me go, well, if I did something like that, what would that be? And I think that's so cool. But um, that'll be another podcast. Hey, go check out... Um, Words band yeah, TX on all the socials. Perfect. And I, I, if we change our band name one day, it's because I got tired of not being able I to find it. <laughs> if he changed his band name one day, go look in the bio of this description. The description. Yeah, we'll of this. update it. I'll update that at least. Uh, go check out the futile the book that we put out by Dane Johns. It's on Amazon anywhere you get anything. There it was. That was my conversation with my very good friend, very talented friend, Johnny Gore. There's more coming from that guy. Go check out his podcast we talked about briefly, Gathering My Thoughts. He's got one of my favorite viewpoints, you know? It's good whenever you find one as unique as Johnny Gore. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, there's a playlist for every episode on Spotify or iTunes. Just search The Youngblood Podcast. Take care of each other, all right? And we'll talk at you next time. Bye.